0: This is Oxpinoi Radio, hosted by Roland Imperial and Nicole de la Cruz. Welcome back to Oxpinoi Radio. I'm Roland, and here with me is Nicole once again.
1: Hi, Ray.
0: So uh, I hope that you guys all enjoyed our first episode. Uh, Nicole, how was your experience? Uh, interviewing Jean and Mela.
1: Yeah, it was it was kind of crazy that they uh, that they said yes to us. To be honest, when <laughs> yeah. I when I emailed um, when I emailed both of them, I was thinking, right, I hope you say yes um, because your insights would be really cool. Um, and then lo and behold, they did. So yeah, really excited to interview them, um, and I think they turned out all right.
0: I think it was a great episode, and we learned a lot about beauty pageants. And Nicole, what, but for today, what, what, what is our episode about? <laughs> today? What is
1: today's episode about? Yes. Um, we are today talking about overseas workers. Um, and joining us, we have a few guests, and they are spread out all across Europe. So lots of different experiences. Um, they've all come to the UK slash Spain, um, all doing very different things, I think. So it's really cool to get their insight as to what it's like being an overseas Filipino worker
0: very excited to share what we talked with them uh, about to our listeners so to, do, to introduce our guests for today they're actually all of all of all three of them are actually my friends and we all come from the same school and the same hometown back in the Philippines uh, so one of them is a nurse just like your mom uh, Kenneth Joe Uy uh, he's a senior of mine and he is currently a nurse in the UK and he by the way, he recently got his British citizenship. Oh
1: wow, Yes, that's so good. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah amazing, incredible. Yeah.
0: And then uh, the second guest is Ava uh, Geraldine Codilia. And um, Ava is uh, currently in Spain, in Madrid, uh, teaching English.
2: Amazing. And so uh,
0: I'm very, we're very excited to have her here as well. And our third guest is Debbie Mahusai. Uh, who is actually my classmate she's, so she 's from my batch back in the Philippines and she 's doing a master's right now in Poland um, a master 's in English um, before Gosh. that she was in norway but and then before that she was somewhere she was somewhere <laughs> else in europe she she 's been like uh, 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 touring Europe uh, for several years now so it, I think it 's really interesting that we 've got all these uh, guests uh, from the same hometown, but uh, mm. chose very different paths. Yeah, they're right. all in Europe, but they're all doing very different things. And so I'm very excited to share our interview with our guests.
1: Welcome, everyone. Um, we're so happy to have you here on this episode of Overseas Workers. Over, um, Kenneth, Debbie, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, um, as with Rose as well.
0: Alright, so hi, I'm Roland and I just recently moved to the UK to do my default or PhD. Uh, Oxford people are a little bit uh, pretentious to call it a default program. It's a (laughs) PhD program uh, in education and before that I was living and working in Singapore. I had been living and working in Singapore for 15 years. Um, I studied there, I moved away I moved out of the Philippines to do my, to continue my high school education in Singapore. And then I kind of just stayed there, uh, did my undergraduate uh, master's and then worked full-time as an instructor at one of the universities there for three years. And then here I am now in the UK. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and and Ava, tell me a little bit
3: about yourself. Okay, um, I'm Ava, well, Ava or Ava, (laughs) I am. (laughs) I, well, I grew up in General City in the Philippines and I um, studied linguistics and European languages in University of the Philippines, Tiliman. And I studied Spanish and Italian languages. So um, I got a scholarship in 2012. I was able to come here in Spain in 2012. I studied masters in anthropology here. And then I went back to the Philippines. I worked um, in an HR firm using Spanish language. And then um, I kind of missed Spain. So <laughs> I looked for an opportunity to come back here. So now I work as a language assistant in, in a school. Well, I've been working in different schools. So they assign us um, yearly in different schools. Well, well, you can change like every two years. so. Now I'm currently living in Madrid. I've been living here for five years. Yeah, so
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. And um and Kenneth, if you wanna tell me um a little bit about yourself.
4: Yeah, so hello guys. So nice meeting all of you again. You know, for some, yeah, it's like a reunion. So my name's Kenneth. I'm thirty two years old. So um I am living currently here in London, United Kingdom. So I work as a nurse. I'm a stroke rehabilitation nurse. I've been in London for the last six years, and I just um, recently uh, launched my British citizenship application. So hopefully, it's gonna it's gonna be a positive. So um, I'm currently as well uh, studying my master's in healthcare practice in Buckinghamshire University, New University. Um, I just started actually. So I'm currently now on my postgrad certificate qualification so um i'm also doing some vlogging on the side so i developed my own uh, youtube channel it can be your adventure so apart from being a nursing here in london and yeah that's pretty much what i do here in united kingdom and you know we we also uh, come from the same uh, institution as for uh, as Roland Ava and also Debbie so yeah. we come from the same school in general Santo City so yeah kind <laughs> of uh, share the same commonality in terms of
0: experience I'd say so mm. yeah
4: nice meeting you again yeah by the way
0: <laughs> reunion yes
2: reunion. <laughs> um, and Debbie yeah so tell us a little bit about yourself yes uh, um yeah first of all good morning and um, thank you for, for inviting me to be a guest for this podcast. I'm really happy to do that. Um, yes, I'm Debbie, and um, like what I said, I graduated in, um, um, in SPED, and in general, the City together. No, not together with Roland because he graduated ahead of me. So <laughs> but we started, I started there. That's our alma mater, and then afterwards, yeah. I have a bachelor's degree in Mindanao State University. I studied bachelor's major in English linguistics and literature, and then um, after that, I didn't w- really wanna get stuck in in the cliche, you know, um, graduating and then getting a job and then <laughs> just being stuck there. So I decided to go abroad because that's what I really want to do. I really want to experience what life is outside of the Philippines. So I went to Germany and after that I went to Denmark and the Netherlands, Norway. And then I'm right now in Poland. I did an um, intercultural exchange of their program and then that was really a great experience for me. But then um, it, I got really sick of the COVID situation. Um, I can't really do much of the cultural exchange, so I decided to still stay because it's kind of difficult for me to go to the Philippines um, during these times. And then I applied to a lot of universities in Europe, and then I got the acceptance letter from Poland first. So I just grabbed it because, like, my um, my my permit is going to expire soon. So that's why I'm here in Poland. I'm taking my master's degree in English studies, English philology. I just started like three weeks ago, and I'm also three weeks here in Warsaw. So um, yeah, kind of adjusting.
4: Oh, but um,
0: congratulations! Yeah. Amazing, Bibs. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. I'll see you in Poland. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, see you. See you soon.
0: <laughs> I just realized that we have three linguists here. Yeah, I am, right? <laughs> I'm probably,
4: I'm probably the one that's odd. <laughs> anyway. This is yeah. interesting, right? So there are so
1: mm. many Filipinos that have a really good grasp of the English language amongst true. others, as well as Pretty their true. own dialects, um, yeah. so yeah. how have you been finding it kind of settling into, you know, respectively Spain, Poland, the UK, how have, how have you been finding it, any language barriers, for example? Mm
0: who wants to go first? Okay. <laughs> maybe 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 Ati Ava can go first because you, you studied um, okay. and you, you studied linguistics yeah. and Spanish in the UP and then you went to Madrid yeah. so how?
3: Well ever since high school I wanted to go to come here I wanted to come to Spain and I I don't know I wanted to study Spanish when I was in high school and i was still in high school I was like writing letters to my pen pals because i wanted to visit europe that was like my dream
2: Mm. (laughs) and
3: then when i um got accepted in up i took the opportunity to well i studied um spanish french and italian so um during my first year here when i was studying masters here in in murcia it's in the southern part of spain um it was a bit different, it, the, the language it uh, was different from the, I mean, from the spoken language is different from what I learned in the university. So um, it took me like around two months to get used to their expressions and then, mm. yeah, because it was really different from sp- uh, formal sp- formal Spanish and then, you know, the one that you, <laughs> that you hear on streets. And then, well, it wasn't um, that difficult for me because I st- I studied Spanish in the university, yeah. What was difficult um, was probably the accent that was the most difficult thing for me. Yeah.
1: yeah, but now I'm used to it. Yeah, yeah, accent is a funny one actually. So as you can hear, I speak a very very southern English accent, and my mom... very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I
4: thought
1: about this because um my mom, um she is from the Philippines, as I was saying, and um, yeah, I was listening to a podcast from mm-hmm. the New York Times, which is obviously an American accent, right? Yeah. So I'm listening to this podcast out loud, and she says to me. Nicole, I can understand that podcast better than I can understand you. <laughs> 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 Why would you say that? But I, I suppose it's true. Like there are so many different forms of English. It really is a global language. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I know that your research focuses on that. How have you seen that um, kind of in your everyday interactions? Yeah.
3: Well, uh, well, in my case, I I um I teach English to kids here, and we teach British English.
4: It's <laughs> kind of
3: weird because we learned American English in the Philippines. Yeah, so there are a lot of terms that I don't know and a lot of pronunciations that I am not used to.
4: Jar- mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yeah.
3: Sly. The, my first year of yeah. th- teaching, like it was kind of weird for me. It's like this doesn't sound normal to me because I didn't You're learn it this it. way, <laughs> but anyway, I got used <clears> to it. Like, for example, Laurie. was like, what, what is Lori? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> What is? Dreamer. What are trousers? Those things. Like, <laughs> we learned pants, we learned truck. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, yeah, it was yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and and Kenneth, um speaking of slang, you know, London has a lot of slang. Yeah, of
4: different- to be honest, yeah, to be honest with you, it's not le- really like language barrier because uh London mm-hmm. is like a melting pot of culture. Mm-hmm. So a lot of different um nationalities uh try to like go and, you know, find a mm-hmm. job here. And I work with a lot of different uh, people, different knowledge- nationalities. But probably the only barrier would be um as what Ava said, you know, it would probably be somehow like the accent because, you know, we are we are brought up to like the American way yeah. of speaking English and also the terms and probably the slang as well. So there yeah. are like some sort of like terms that are way too awkward as well, um, like to say. Yeah. But, you know, in six years of living here, of course, you know, I mean, you get to like adapt on how how the ways are, how the culture is and how the tradition are here in uh, Great Britain. So probably that's the, the most challenging part in there. And um, what is exciting about it is that, um, I mean, it's something new for you. Uh, it's something new for me as well. It's like um, adapting to it actually like takes time for me because yeah. I mean somehow like you know when some British um, national would probably like listen to how you like speak oh. You sounded, you sounded very different. You sounded like you're coming from America. But yeah, that's how we that's how we learned back home in the Philippines. So it's like very American. Yeah. So it sounded a bit of like um, odd to um, a lot of British people when you start yeah. speaking English because they will know by the time that you started opening your mouth and started saying something, they know of that, oh, you're not from Britain. You're not growing from here. Yeah. You know, you, you did grow from here. So yeah, probably the, the, the most challenging would be probably, yeah, I mean the way how language is being spoken, you know, the accent Mm -hmm. maybe, and also, like, the slang, as well. You know, it's like, lorry, ding, you know, spend a penny. (laughs) So, it was like, spend a penny, spend a penny, so, you know, spend a penny is like, we, so, you know, we we used to, like, urinate, so they don't know how, uh, they don't probably would get somehow when you say, like, oh, do you you want to pass urine, or what, or something, so they would, like, say, oh, have you had a we, or have you had number one? and Number two, it's like, what is one? Number one, what is number two? So number one is like me, number two is like going, you know, like opening okay. vowels. So, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Somehow, it's so funny, you know, sometimes you get caught up with such situations wherein you don't know how to like react. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm used to it already. Yeah, so now I'm used to it, Nicole. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. No. I, I have the opposite of this. Um, so, whenever I go traveling, um, I get yeah. a lot of people that they'll speak to me and they'll say, Oh, you look great. Right. And that they'll begin. Or sometimes. Um... I was in South America two years ago um, and I had a lot of people tell me that I look Bolivian or Argentinian (laughs) or Chilean which I mean I I can see that I I, I get it Um, but then I would open my mouth and they would be so surprised that not Mm. only could I one not speak
4: Spanish and two that I spoke English the Mm. way that
1: I did they were so surprised
4: Um, but to be honest yeah but to be honest with you I would not say it's like a barrier as well like all of these differences because you know you learn something from it if you take it in a positive way i mean coming from coming from the philippines and going uh, going abroad like wherever wherever in the world we are and when you meet someone like take for example on your travel if you're so passionate with travel you meet a lot of different people You get yeah. so much inputs coming from them and then you learn a part of their language a part of their culture and you know it, it in turn it enriches your life as well yeah you know what i mean so i wouldn't say that it's like sort of like a negative connotation about barrier thing Uh, it might probably depends on how you receive it onto yourself so if you receive all of these wires in a positive way then you know it really would enrich you uh in general yeah in your life
1: yeah I mean I think so I think that for me I really want to do as you guys have all done and and study abroad um I I can't Mm. wait to leave the UK actually (laughs) 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 I'm I'm very keen on doing so um yeah so I mean we we all have our separate reasons for leaving the UK mm. um as I say, I was born here, but um I, I leave the Philippines um and I was born in the UK, um so you know what what are your reasons for having left the Philippines um you know, because you all came from the same place but have taken very different paths so yeah. What,
0: what, what
2: <laughs> oh yeah my reason for leaving Philippines. Um uh, yes, like, like what I mentioned before, I didn't wanna get stuck in duplication and right. then um because I have this curiosity of, of how is life outside the Philippines? Like I wanna experience four seasons. I want to right. do, speak different languages and you know I I love watching movies. Um, British and American movies before, and when I was in the Philippines, so I kind of dream of seeing that for real, and now I'm seeing it for real. So, so that's why I really pursued on going abroad to explore more of the world. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> yes, um, because if, if I chose to um, get my career, and then i still have this dream on the side it would be kind of difficult for me to leave my career if i did that um like let's say like like now i'm building a career in the philippines and then i still have to go or i still want to fulfill my dream of going abroad and exploring the world and going to europe or america and so i just did that as early as possible i went to Europe like in 2015 I graduated 2011 I think from my bachelor's degree and then I had like several jobs but those are kind of NGOs so I wasn't really stuck in there and then that's why I had this opportunity to to um, decide whether to um, continue my career in the Philippines or just look for a greener pasture outside that's my reason
0: True. Yeah, wow. I think that the I think there's a common narrative among Filipinos that the grass is greener on the other side, and that if you if you want to work overseas, you have to do it a young at a young age, and you have to you have to leave early because yes. the older you get, the more difficult it is to sort of leave the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Uh, I kind of get it, but I think my experience was quite different because I I left the Philippines at a pretty young age,
4: when <laughs> yeah.
0: I I didn't have really have any dreams of of living overseas. Like I I signed up for a scholarship program I sponsored by the Singapore government, and for some reason I got it, and, and it was an opportunity that was very hard to you know to miss, and so I left the Philippines uh at 15 years old i was a teenager back then i god i didn't know what i was doing back then but i was suddenly like just thrown into this whole new environment at such a young age that you know when you are when you're 15 like you don't really know you don't really i mean you probably have aspirations in life but you 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 don't really think of the long-term goals and stuff like that Uh, so it was really weird for me to be in a different place at such a young age but Yeah.
2: And for me, I think because I'm witnessing that as well from my parents or my aunts and uncles, my relatives, they are like um, working for the government and they just work and work there for 20 years, 40 years, 50 years and can't even leave the country because it's so difficult for them to do that and it's so difficult for them to leave their jobs. So yeah, that's that's basically my point. And I was like, I don't I don't want to get stuck like them. I don't want to um, not leave or not have fun just because I can't leave my job.
1: Yeah. So so why is it so hard to leave the Philippines? I I, I guess I come at this from a very privileged angle in that the UK passport that we've left the EU. It's still a pretty powerful one. Why is it that it's deemed quite difficult to leave the Philippines?
2: Um, I think it's because uh there there's a lot of paperwork. Um, let's say let's be honest and be transparent, we are yep, from true. a third world country.
4: <laughs> true, true, that's very true. <laughs>
2: that's why it's very challenging for us. Uh it's be- because we are from a, coming from a third world country, that means that our passports or our papers are not that as powerful as we compare it to Germany, America, China, Singapore. You know what I mean? Right, right. And I was
1: going to say maybe that contributes to the whole um stereotype about Filipinos being so hardworking because in order to even get out of the Philippines, you have to work hard for those papers. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Exactly. And even so and even so to to add as well. Um I think it's also because of um the situation, the current situation that you are with. Growing up in the Philippines, um, let's be honest, it's really difficult. I would not say that we're on the poorest of the poor. There will be like you know disparity between the rich and the poor are really big. So Nicole, if you come to the Philippines, you know um, probably someone coming from outside would not probably realize how 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 the situations are in the Philippines. So for us to experience like that back home, you know that probably motivates you. That's what one of your uh, driving force in order for you to like really you know um, change probably the situation of your family. Change yeah. situations or the change of situations where your family currently are, so it's like probably you're like the superhero of the family. You know, most of the Filipinos yeah. why they go abroad is because they wanted to like provide a future for their family. Yeah, so that's yeah. mainly a part of it. But in saying all of that as well, um, I agree with um, let's say maybe uh, Debbie's reason as well as with Ava. I would probably like say you've got also your personal, um, personal journey as aspirations as well to like really see the world, have fun you just don't want okay. to die in one place not seeing the other side of the world you know all of this all of these aspirations that you have dreams that you wanted to like fulfill those things that you only like read on books and then when you come to europe oh my god i just only read this one when i i just only read all of this in in the books in history class back home like in the philippines so for a lot of probably for you guys who have grown or who has lived in 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 the other side of the world you would not understand how happy a filipino is if they see a museum you would not understand how happy a filipino is if they see eiffel tower if they right. see whatever waterfalls is there in whatever estonia or whichever country it is so the amount of the amount of happiness there is for a filipino to like even see probably the iconic spot is you know it's, it's 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 it means the whole world to them you know in saying all of the combining all of those efforts all of those reasons that it's so difficult to to get your your documents it's so it's so difficult to have all together all your documents it's so hard because your passport is not too strong as compared to like the first world countries and having seen at least like having stepped into the soil of like let's say paris that's a big thing you know it means the whole world to us you know what i mean so i just can probably like probably describe or probably point out a single word to like really describe how that feeling is but it's beyond compare you know
1: yeah so. yeah I mean I think you're right because um I remember mm. getting my acceptance letter into Oxford yeah and I called my mom she was working um she works in a hospital by the way and I called her and I said mom um you won't believe it I I'm, I'm going to Oxford mm. I start this October really? and she screamed she yeah. was just She, she said, yeah. well, I have to hold on to something, I think I'm going to faint. Um,
4: yeah. She was really, really It like, means the whole world to everyone. Yeah. And knowing, yeah. like, first of all, Roland was like, oh my God, from Oxford, coming from a very... Coming from General Santos City, a very a <laughs> mid-sized town in the Philippines. Not everyone know where General Santos City is. And you come from a very small city and then you got acceptance letter or you got accepted in Oxford yeah. University one of the best universities in the whole world it means the whole world to everyone not only to his family but everyone connected to him yeah like our school to our, school, to our no. schoolmates. <laughs> yeah. I mean it was on Facebook I mean, yeah I mean it's not it's not only that the family will gonna bring 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 your name to the pedestal but it's like everyone will gonna bring your name to the pedestal including theirs like oh he's my friend I have a friend yeah. who lives you know, I have a friend who, <laughs> who <laughs> lives in London he's, uh, yeah, I have a
0: This is giving me so much pressure. I feel like I'm competing at Miss Universe, (laughs) and like everybody is just expecting me to do very well. Yeah. So. And I. (laughs) No, I mean I, I completely understand the sort of yearning to sort of see the world and explore different places, especially if you're, if you're if you've grown up in the Philippines, because getting out of the country is actually pretty hard. Like one of the easiest easiest ways to get out of the country is to actually find a job and expensive <laughs> and so and like yeah, i and it's very expensive to travel super as well expensive yeah con- considering that the the average salary of a filipino yes uh, a filipino person in the workforce is, is not really enough to sort of like afford them the opportunity <laughs> to 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 travel leisure, uh, leisurely yeah true. and then so that that is actually a source of my uh, i'm not sure how to how to phrase it a source of frustration because like i i think i've been a, afforded a lot of privileges by by studying overseas at a young age because i didn't really go through these sort of challenges that a typical filipino would experience you know graduating <laughs> in college in the philippines and then sort of like yearning to find a job overseas and so it's, a part of me feels a little bit less Filipino because I didn't go through those struggles. Like I, 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 I left the Philippines at a young age. I studied in Singapore. I went to like really great schools. And then I got a scholarship to study in at the National University of Singapore. And then I got another scholarship to mm-hmm. study, uh, to do my master's in the same uni. And then after that, I found a really good job and and in Singapore as well and so I feel like and then now I'm in Oxford so like I feel like I feel a little bit disconnected because I don't really know how it feels to uh, to experience that sort of Filipino journey of you know growing up back home and like studying in a, in a local school and then working at a local institution and then sort of trying to find a way to get out of the country. I don't know uh it's 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 something that bothers me and it's something that i struggle with emotionally mm. um, <laughs> wow.
4: Wow. That, that's, that's something yeah. really that's something really interesting the role. So you know yeah i've got some inputs actually about that but yeah i'll give the floor to like ava actually i admire ava and debbie to be honest with you because most of the time when you hear like a lot of filipinos going abroad they would say oh yeah if you're a nurse, yes, it's gonna be easier for you to like go abroad. But mm. if you've got like other professions, let's say you're a teacher, let's say you're probably like volunteering for an NGO or yeah, for a non-government organization, it will be so difficult for you. I would say, for those professions who are like outside healthcare, they come going ab- uh, They come get an opportunity abroad. I really salute them because it's so difficult. I tell you, yeah. for a teacher yeah. in the Philippines to go abroad, it's so difficult. A lot yeah. of people would say, How did you manage to like go? How did you manage to like process it? Which agency have you been? Like it will be so difficult. And mm. I admire these two ladies here, like amazing. Amazing. To be honest with you. Yeah. Like I don't know how they made it, but you know, if it's their destiny to like really go abroad, it was like the best destiny that they could ever have. <laughs>
1: so how how did you guys manage it then? Because you Yeah, and-
4: I mean Debbie was like, wow. Yeah. I'm so amazed to be honest with you do. and, and uh, Abba What do you as mean by well. wow about me? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but the thing is, I mean but the thing is, I mean, uh like for example with me, I would not say I have no struggles going abroad because I came here as a nurse. Of course, I had my own struggles as well. Mm-hmm. Um, from working in the Philippines and you know, also processing all my documents and stuff and choosing the country where I, that suits me, that suits my skills and all. But in consideration to like mine because I have given like an advantage because I'm a nurse. So I'm given the advantage to like, yes, if you're a nurse, there's a lot of options for you to like go to a certain country, like Canada, Australia, all of this. You can do all the process if you've got all the resources. You've got you, you you're you're intelligent, you've got the you've got the resources, you're skillful, then probably you're way ahead you're way ahead of the pack. Because you, you already be got ahead. that advantage of like you're already there. You're already in the healthcare industry, so the the borders are open. The opportunities are open for you. But for for them, like for example, for someone who's like graduated with a management course or probably with education course, like Ava, going abroad would be so difficult to find to to find opportunities for you. Who's going to sponsor a, you? There, basically, yeah. find a.
0: It's difficult to find a job that matches the exactly. the yeah. credentials. Actually. Yeah,
4: yeah. Although,
3: um, the the embassy um in well in the philippines like the uh, spanish embassy is um like they did they, they organize this program like language assistance so you you teach english here in spain so they interview you and then they ask you like why you want to go to spain and then you why you want to to teach english so in my case well <laughs> i i said spanish so um we have connections with the with the embassy so that is why um i was able to come here yeah so that's my story yeah and then still an
4: effort no imagine you still need to have so much connections and stuff yeah i mean given given the fact that you haven't had any advantage at all considering you're not in the healthcare industry you know, mm-hmm. the healthcare industry right now is, like, the one who's very in-demand, sought-after professions abroad. Yeah. But with other professions, like your accountant, you're like this and that, there are a lot of engineers and all. There's, there's minimal chance of you, you, there's not much chance of you, like, probably going abroad. And you would probably be not considered on high priority to come abroad. And if you secure, like, an opportunity for you to, like, really go, uh, opportunity open for you abroad, that's really a big thing. I mean, mm-hmm. super big thing. You should not let it go. You know, if that's offered to you, like grab it automatically. I don't have any. Yeah, go, <laughs> take it.
2: Uh, for, for me, I, I want to share. Um, for me, in my experience, mm. I didn't really, um, I didn't really encounter such hardships. You know, because wow, um, See? no. Um, I mean, let's let's put it this way. I did not go. Um, I mean, I wasn't planning on going abroad to find a job. And mm. I think that's the wisest thing I've ever done because if I if I decided before I want to go abroad to, to be a teacher or to be something else, like a formal job, then I know I already know that's that's very difficult and that's close to to being impossible. But I went there through um some some sort of cultural exchange. That means I have a sponsor behind me. And Perfect. there is um this is like um I have I have a host family, we call it mm. host family. Um, th- th- they're supposed to be local, um, so I picked Germany first. I that was just a wild. Um, um option for me because germany i don't know why i don't know anything about germany but then i chose that and then i found a family actually they found me so they just sent me they sent me uh, an invitation for for a skype call and basically what i'm gonna do in their family um they could just be a host family if they have kids in the house they have kids and they are like 9 and 11 years old and what they want me to do is to come there to teach english to the kids mm. so i went there and then they paid for everything they paid i have to study german first because that's basically one of the requirements to apply for a german visa so i studied german in in davo for two months and then they paid for that for for my german education there and then um i I had my German exam in Goethe Institute in Manila mm-hmm. and then I passed that and then they paid for that as well and then they paid for the ticket when I already got my papers completed so I think that was an easy entry for me before but mm-hmm. now because <laughs> of the COVID situation that's that's, that's um, almost impossible as well but yeah. the- yes yes go ahead.
0: No I think this is just if you, if you sort of like trace the history of how you, how you managed to get into where you are right now. Uh, Cause we all come from the same hometown. We all come from the same, yeah. we were all, we all went to the same high school. I think it's just, it's, it, being able to go overseas, being able to have a good job or being able to uh, avail up different opportunities for work yeah. or study. It's a confluence of different factors. Like mm-hmm. for example, I think I think the four of us had a pretty good high school education mm. um uh, we, and we owe it to our teachers back in, in our true. high school to for, for training us really well and for teaching us very well and also we went to like this very pretty good um pretty good colleges like I went to UP and so this is just a confluence of like different milestones that we were able to achieve step by step that enabled us to reach the place that where we are right now, and it's something that's quite, it's something that we are quite privileged to be able to experience. And But I think mm-hmm. the, the case of overseas Filipino workers, the vast majority of them actually do not have these sort of opportunities and privileges. A lot mm-hmm. of them, that's a true. lot of them really struggle very hard to find jobs overseas. And they, some of them even like have to borrow money and spend so much money to to pay their agents and to just you know process their paperwork and they and they end up in debt you know and I, I think it's a struggle that millions of overseas filipinos face and i think that we need we we are quite privileged as working professionals overseas mm-hmm. and yeah it's something that we should be i think that we are we need to be very mindful of and be very thankful for and grateful for true yeah for sure Agree. Um
1: and I mean it, it's it's interesting because you know you guys have kind of professional roles. Um would you ever go back home, do you think?
0: <laughs> well Ken, Kenneth is applying for a British citizenship, uh, so I don't oh, think he's cool. I don't think he's going back anytime uh. soon. Well I
4: plan to stay long term here. Yeah, we plan yeah. to stay long That's term right. We, we plan know, to stay long term. We're
3: already half um
2: European by heart.
4: Yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean it's way too different, Nicole. Yeah? I mean, um, it's always like an end goal, you know. When you come like you know, you you come you, you come overseas. You've got so much dreams in your heart.
1: Yeah.
4: And when you when you see that your dreams are fulfilled one by one
1: mm-hmm. in the
4: place where you called like a land of dreams, yeah. Wherever that place may be in the world, yeah. Where Poland, UK, Spain mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, you learn to like grow with it, you know. It becomes mm-hmm. like your second home you know yeah. now the definition of home is not really like the place yeah. where your heart is that where your home oh, yeah. is yeah? exactly <laughs> I like that
0: <laughs> home is home is where the Wi-Fi is for me <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <yeah>. of course <laughs> <laughs> so to speak yeah, yeah I, no, no, I,
1: but... mean, I, I think I would go home but I think I would go home on holiday I wouldn't yeah, go true. and live there that, that's the difference like I would go home see my family who I haven't seen in so long Um. But yeah, I, I don't think I could ever live in the Philippines because I don't really feel Filipino, you know, being born in the UK, being raised yeah. here. Um, it, it is the case that I am very British. I mean, my, my cousins like to call me a coconut because I'm brown on the outside, and very white in the middle. Uh, which, yeah. <laughs> it is
4: and, um, and sometimes it's very funny as well because, you know, um, the last that I went home to the Philippines, it's very funny because this one is just like my observation. I don't know if I don't know if the rest of you guys would probably have experienced this one but when I went home of course you know it's a whole new different place already it feels yeah. like it feels before yeah. yeah because before it seems like it's so difficult you know I got so so sad there was like a moments of like sadness when I left home of course because it's a new place you're on your own there's a lot of other you know there's a lot of things going on in your mind the challenges that you need to like um, surpassed but going back home after like first for let's say three years of coming here in the uk when i won't, went home people just go on and move forward with their lives you know yeah. without you there so yeah. when you go back home it's as if it's as if you know it's as if you're just seeing yourself afar you know it's just see, yeah. seeing the situation you're just away from it and just like okay people people just get used to it get mm-hmm. used to the get used to the life without you there so When you come back home I was like Okay it's You know I feel alien already So it feels like Oh my you know It's a whole new Different level Those things that you Look back You know where you grew up You know the school Where you've been When you go back there Oh these are like Good memories to like recall But seeing yourself Living there again I was like Okay you know I don't seem to like Seeing myself at this time Living You know On that same place Where I used to grow up Yeah. You know all the good Memories there is You know you You look back on it You know you know, all of those, the good memories, all these things, you know, you're so grateful for everything that you've experienced from before. It all comes back to your memory, to your senses. And when you go back home, it's a whole new different experience already. People just get used to not having you there. They have their own lives already. You know, they move yeah. forward. You know, they move on without you.
0: Yeah. So I, I, I definitely get that feel of disconnect. <laughs> I see. Especially yeah. especially yeah. since I left at a, at a young age. No,
4: isn't it? Yeah.
0: Um, uh, yeah. Whenever I go back to General Santos, I... I when it, when the airplane touches down in the airport in the tarmac, I'm like oh wow like all right this is home. But then when yeah. I when I, when I leave the plane and then when I walk to the terminal, I'm like oh my god this terminal is like <laughs> yeah it's been well, 50, it's been ten years and it still looks yeah. the same. Uh, oh, yeah. Like uh, the, this conveyor belt is still faulty you know I'm like oh my god it's like uh wh- wh- why hasn't anything changed and then <laughs> but if, even though yeah. when things haven't changed that much you don't really feel that sense of belonging anymore
4: yeah it
0: feels like for me like, I definitely feel very disconnected whenever I go back home because mm-hmm. like the things that I used to do are not the things that I um you know I'm I'm it's not what? something that um, I do anymore but true. but yeah. I, I miss my family a lot so I, I'm super happy whenever I go back home but like everything else just feels kind of distant yeah. and I feel yeah. like I don't fit in yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in my,
3: um, I left Jensen when I was 16 because I went to Manila to study so it's like I'm turning 32 so half of my life is spent outside General Santos. so it's kind of different yeah, like you experience home in different places. Like, um, sure. I lived in Manila for nine years and mm-hmm. then like six years here in Spain, so it's kind of like it's a different feeling. Yeah, you have different experiences, you learn a lot of things like culture, the tradi- different traditions of different countries or different places where you've been to. Yeah, so and then yeah, yeah I, I i get the uh, your feeling um kenneth when you said about um, uh, i don't know <laughs> it exactly it's
4: like, describe, it's like you're actually. before it's like your it, before you used to be like so clingy on a lot of things you get so yeah. attached on the yeah. things that you do before it's like oh my god i can't let go all of this you know it makes yeah. me sad that you know i'm in a new place or what but that's just like the transition phase that you that you experience once you leave your home country now when you try to like experience this is a whole new experience you get overwhelmed you get so excited with the people that you meet cultures that you experience is a whole new place very different 360 360 different degrees difference from what you've experienced back home and then when you go back home i was like okay these are the things that i can't let go from before you know these things but now uh three years three years has passed already and then when you come back and then you see all these things again you don't like feel being attached to these things anymore I was like okay you know these are like good memories from before I thought I thought um, you know probably you've upgrown all of this you know but it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like you've grown all of these activities you've grown some people as well some situations yeah. maybe or some places so yeah but, uh, it feels
3: <laughs> different as well for example with my family like they treat me as you know, as a guest. A guest,
4: yes. yes yeah, like that true. That's the perfect, that thing.
3: Yes. perfect.
4: Yeah. It's a perfect it description,
3: feels, I
1: think. Yeah. yeah. I don't different. even have
0: a I don't even have a room in my old house anymore. Yeah. Like my, my <laughs> yeah. room has been repurposed for I don't even sp- have for my completely something like else. Like yeah, I don't have a place in in my in my in my ancestry. what about you Debs?
2: Yeah. Well, um, because nobody pointed it out, I would just I, I wanna point it out for you and I wanna be straight. Um yeah well um coming uh, going back home of course i miss my family i love them so much and i i you know i want to experience small things with my family and i can't wait and then i also want to do the things that i used to do before but then like what roland said it it feels so distant and um i don't want to i don't want to sound cocky and broad right now but but these are the small things that i really noticed when i got back home um you know you get accustomed to the lifestyle here there's mm-hmm. a lot of privacy yeah. because this is the most important mm-hmm. thing here and, I'm, mm-hmm. and then going back home when i when i first got back home i have to share my bed with with my sister which is <laughs> i'm not used to do that doing that um for, for a lot of years I, I want my own room and i don't even have my own room anymore in our house yeah. and then <laughs> we wake up in the morning you, um um, in Europe, it's so quiet, and you yeah. you just hear dogs. But but then, <laughs> you hear like loud music from the neighbors. Your TV, <laughs> news. Yeah. basically they're watching morning news, and it's so loud. And I'm not used to that anymore. I get I get a little bit annoyed in the morning, and then when I get up and I went to the bathroom. This is also a small thing, but I don't really like. Um, the the toilet being wet when i sit down you know what i mean
3: mm.
2: that's very common in the philippines <laughs> yeah, which... <that's>... yeah. <laughs> those are just very specific small things yeah. that I, I i i observed and also i was walking along um, i was walking downtown and i crossed i i was crossing in the pedestrian lane and then um, I think a motorcycle driver was so mad at me because he wanted to go first. I was crawling mm-hmm. the pedestrian lane and I was like, what the heck? So this is not the lifestyle that I want anymore. I want like this trick one and I can't really go back. I can't wait to go back uh, to Europe. That's what I was thinking. But um, and then I told myself, am I being a brat right now for thinking about this one? I feel so why.
4: That's why they say sometimes, sometimes, Nicole, sometimes, you know, Filipinos who (laughs) live so many years abroad, and when they come back home, they're used to like the lifestyle here on the other side of the world. And then when they go back home, they think Or they're being misinterpreted As if they're very yeah. boastful already They're very yeah. proud They've yeah, a lot Oh, yeah. you're not like that before And then now Look at you Blah, blah, blah So, you know Sometimes you're misinterpreted But they don't understand That when you come here But then when you leave When you live On a different place With different lifestyle Different cultures You tend to like Really adopt and when you go back home of course you're like a change person, definitely. You know, you're not the same person as you used to be for I mean this before. is
0: it's definitely. it's the alleg- it's the allegory of the cave, right? Yeah if, true. if you if you've yeah, lived yeah, no, in the same cave know, yeah, all I mean, your life, yeah. you don't really know anything else beyond that cave, but when you go out and then you <laughs> experience a different whole new Yeah, world, but you, you know, sometimes back, sometimes
4: like- sometimes sometimes your family back home or sometimes your friends back home would probably make an issue out of it. You know, yeah. it's not like oh, Oh, you know, look at Debbie, she's not like that from before, you know, it's not very, you know, it's as if, you know, she just came to abroad and she knows she's just like this already. So no. like, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, like we, we, it's, I think it's a normal thing to grow out yeah. of certain yeah. things. So you yeah. grow out of pre- previous lived experiences and mm-hmm. as we encounter new, new experiences as, and as we grow older, but maybe a question that I would like to ask is that, do you grow out of being a Filipino? Can, like as the more you experience new things do you grow out of that sense of being filipino or do you just grow out of those specific certain experiences can you take the filipino out of you or something um, uh, there, no this is saying there's this thing that you can take a filipino out of the philippines but you cannot take the filipino out of their I forgot how it goes. You can't take the Filipino out of their heart <laughs> or something.
4: I mean, you I you know. I'm still constructing my ideas but on my mind. Yes. It, it depends sort of on like, how you define laughing.
3: being a Filipino, actually. Um, like, Filipino um, in terms of, like, what you eat? Is it like that? Or hmm. what you do?
0: Yeah.
3: Or, I don't know, like, how you think? Like, for me, for example... um. I still cook Filipino food here. So does Definitely. that count being a Filipino? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Or but like well sometimes I eat other um cuisine, like other food from other countries, like um Spanish food or yeah. um that's my ex- example. But for me, well, um I'm I'm also oh, well I for a time I became active in the Philippine embassy, like I attend um Filipino events here, so (laughs) that makes me feel like I'm a Filipino because I share my culture, and also Mm -hmm. like as a teacher, I I teach like Christmas in the Philippines. I'm still, you know, sharing my culture to to my students, especially like um, I told them like what what kids do New Year, like they jump ten times so that they grow. (laughs) So so yeah, like I I share a part of me to my. To my community, to my to my to my students, because for me, um, there are things that um, that are cool, that uh, cool to share to other cultures. Yeah, so yeah, I, I can still feel that I'm a Filipino. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, that's my answer, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you, Miss Philippines. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay, next. No, no, I mean I also like to other activities like I dance salsa it's it's very um uh, for me it's very uh, it's not good like to limit yourself in just being with with your same culture same
4: yeah anikam. I do believe I yeah. really love that concept um,
3: yeah yeah I mean you <laughs> should you should um talk to other people you should try to learn other cultures other yes perspective from other countries. So that's what I experienced here. That's what I want to experience as well. Yeah.
0: What about you Debbie? <laughs> Debbie's been to a lot of several European countries. Yes, oh, true. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, um well my answer is absolutely no. I I don't grow out being Filipino. Um I wherever I go always represent the Philippines. Um, within me within me <laughs> I still
4: love
2: I still love eating rice I still love eating with my
4: hands good thing there's one there in Poland No, it's so difficult to find rice there yeah
2: there's, oh, there's yeah. rice and then um, I'm eating by hand and Yay! then I'm Filipino food as well mm. of course um, I have been to Germany Denmark Netherlands Norway and Poland and wherever mm. I go always represent Philippines because when I came here um I, I, I mean, before I came here, I was from Norway. And then everybody just recognized me as the girl from Norway. And then I was like, no, I'm from Philippines. I just I just uh, got here from Norway.
3: Mm-hmm. And then nice.
2: I, I always share whenever I get the chance to, to share my cultures and traditions and food. It's always Philippines. I mean, I could also share some of the things that I have learned through. My cultural experience in those different countries, but my, my priority is, um, is sharing my roots, my uh, the Philippines, and then the culture, the food. I I really want to cook adobo for them, mm-hmm. afritada. Although this is really not Filipino, but um, yes, as much as I could, um, it's always Philippines.
4: Yeah, with me as well. Um, my my answer is absolutely no. I feel more Filipino the more experience. Mm. Um, living here in the UK, I feel proud to become a, to yeah to be a Filipino. So it's all it, it's not like uh, what you call that one in a sea of in a sea of people coming from different backgrounds. I wanted to emerge as someone recognized being a Filipino. I, I, I'm proud that I came from Philippines. I'm proud this is what my country is made of. I'm proud that um, a lot of uh, a lot of different countries look up to Filipinos as being resilient. They're very caring. They're, you know, all these positive traits of a Filipino. So I, I try to, like, bring all those aspects in the things that I do. So, um, you know, from food to culture to the things that you do, um, I don't want to say, like, oh, the more I live here, the more I become very alien with being a Filipino. The more I live here, the more I become... Uh, the more I become very, very proud of becoming a Filipino.
0: Mm-hmm. So you
4: know, it's not like something that you should be ashamed of, because the thing is, there's so much um, racism going on. You know, yeah. May it be, may it be very subtle. May it be like overt, covert, whatever. You know, in in whatever ways these people would, you know, would would try to attack you. You know, being so racist. And you know, in all of those, you know, I I hate injustice. So if something, you know, if 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 someone someone tries to be like racist, and someone to be, you know, tr- someone tries to like insult me for being a Filipino, I try to like really no, I'm from the Philippines, you know, this is what Filipinos are, and you know we are really proud people. We came here by our own means. We, you know, because a lot of you know in 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 the UK I also like experience racism. You know, let's be <laughs> let's be honest with that once. But the more the more they try to like put down a Filipino, the more a Filipino rises above all of this, you know challenges so you know the more i the more i live here the more i i'm you know the more i become so proud to be a filipino and yeah and you know great. that gives a boost to yourself you know it's not yeah. something to be ashamed of it's not like we don't want to go home because we love europe but you know it's not like that it's like because we live here we become more you know yeah. more accustomed to becoming a filipino you know in all aspects i would say yeah
1: I love that and I mean for me because I never I never grew up in the Philippines my experience of being Filipino was very much filtered through what my mom would say or the food that I would eat but I don't feel less Filipino for it I feel a different way of being Filipino Mm, but I definitely agree like that there is a sense of resilience i i feel as though to be filipino means a lot of things um, yes true and as much as we all hate the stereotypes of course about you mm. know filipinos being kind or whatever whatever i i like to think there's some truth in it i like to think that yeah we're a kind people i like to think mm. <laughs> but yeah um so that has brought us to half past um i think that we've had uh, you know we've had hey. a really good discussion um, i know and- right for the podcast <laughs> <Very
0: interesting.
1: laughs> Um, I'm just
0: passed by really quickly.
1: Yeah, I really did. I can't believe it's already half past. Um, but yeah, I want to say thank you for your time and for sharing thank your stories. You. Thank
0: I, you. Really, yeah. Cheers. Thank I you. I think,
1: on a personal level, I really felt like this is this is good to speak about. That this is a lot yes. um, to be, yeah. uh, to be home about. So oh, by you. the yes. way, uh,
2: by the way, I really wanna. I think I think you forgot one question, but I really want to know from from each of you, yes. what what is the best thing that you experience. Ah, uh, um, living overseas. The, yeah. Hmm. Did 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 we already discuss about that? Because I really wanna. You know, yeah, oh, I I I, I, families, I think
4: so. I think we have to share one of our experience with that. Yeah, sure. I know it's past thirty minutes, but I think <laughs> we have. I think let's end with that question. What is the best thing to experience living abroad? Yeah, I think we have answered the question for sure. Thanks, Debbie, for I have I have, an,
0: I have a I have an answer for that, and I I've always known the answer uh, for a very very long time. Uh, oh. ever since I left. Uh, for I left uh, for Singapore, and the best thing about living overseas the level of independence that you get as a yeah. as an individual person, the the kind of freedom that it affords you to 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 do different things, the the independence to and the freedom to to know who you truly are, to figure out your identity, you know, mm. your beliefs, so what kinds of beliefs you subscribe to, the ability to question. Uh, assumptions about the world that you grew up with as a, a Filipino teenager, um, that to me, you know, the, the, the just me being granted the opportunity to open my eyes up, to, to explore and understand what the world has to offer, and you know, there's so much diversity in the world out there. And that, I think that can only be achieved if you have a certain level of independence. To explore it yourself. Wow. Wow. I'm
1: speechless. Wow. <laughs> I'm speechless,
0: role. Oh my God, Mister
4: Philippines. Mister Philippines. Yeah, <laughs> <Everything>. Why, <laughs> Deb?
2: Oh me again? Okay. Oh, yeah. I asked that, but I I can't really um say things, but um I'll try. Okay. Well, first I think um, if yeah. Okay, I think I have three now in my head. Um, First one is that I, yeah, besides um, the one that Roland just mentioned, um, I could now speak. Ten going eleven languages oh if we count God. dialects. You're a polyglot.
4: <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, you're a polyglot.
2: And then um, I uh, at some point I went to a youth exchange program in Italy where there are a lot of, of nationals of different different nationalities. I mean, and then actually I um, represented Denmark because I was from Denmark that time. But then, of course. I still incorporated the being Filipino part of me, of course, so, I, hey, I I am a representative of Denmark, but uh, I am Filipino, so this, like this and that, and then I have to share, of course, so um, I'm thankful for that, and then um, this is like the most um i think this is the most what i'm thankful for i got my hospitalization for free because if you don't know i i I was diagnosed with cancer and now i am cancer free Yay. and then
4: huh you I, didn't know you didn't know about that Debs. My you God. don't
2: know about that so i had um i think 2019 i was diagnosed with cancer uh-huh. Um thyroid cancer, and then I was in the in the Netherlands that time, but then I have to go to Norway, which is they have so much better um, um, healthcare, healthcare, system. healthcare yeah. system that's true and then so um I have my free well, I'm for that. Amazing. Yeah, I had uh, my surgery for free and I had my radioactive iodine treatment for free in there and everything just for free. I mean, I'm paying tax, but I'm getting more from what I've
4: given yeah. them. Amazing, so... amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah, amazing. Well, yeah. Amazing, we didn't know about that. Before. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't know about the devs. Yeah, you're so silent about your journey anyway. <laughs> Thank I you wanted to re- to I wanted that. to bring it up
0: but I was I thought it was a sensitive issue.
4: No. <laughs> yeah. I, no
2: oh, wow. Of course not. I'm, I'm I'm now. I I'm free. And I'm proud of it. And
0: and, and I, I will
2: show you later. I will show you later or now my my scar <laughs> which is I'm very proud of.
4: Wow. As you should Look be. at you. Oh my god, Debs, yeah. Um, you know about that? It's, <laughs> a, it's a when mark of it's a mark better. of victory. Yes. Yeah, Sorry. amazing.
3: All right. Well, I'll... and you, Kenneth. Oh,
4: and me. The best thing about living abroad is, you know, I became a child of the world. So, you know, um, what what I really has brought me to to uh, to the UK or like, you know, here in, in abroad is really my dreams. You know, um, I, I I don't know. I'm I'm a very dreamy person. So. All those things that I was, like, you know, probably some of you might p- find it so trivial to, like, you know, fancy or whatever. Um, when someone like me, I was, like, you know, fond of, like, reading. So, you know, when I see all of those icons in the encyclopedia and all, you know, all these things that you're just only reading and then now you're fulfilling one by one. You know, I don't know how many times I've tried seeing a lot of icons in, 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 oh. in Europe, so, you know, and, you know, I stayed true to... To my core, I stayed true to the things that I love doing. I'm so passionate with travel, with adventure and people. So I stayed true to this one. So when I arrived here in the UK, I actually um I actually explored so many places. I've been to 52 countries, um, stayed to different uh uh get to know different people, different strangers who became a family to me as well. So, you know, not only i I not only I wanted to be so exclusive to Filipinas, but I wanted to to share my life to to different people of different backgrounds now I can say I can say to you guys that I've got so many friends from different parts of the world and that I'm really really thankful if not you know if I'm really thankful because I've I was given the opportunity to like be on abroad you know like to go here in the UK and you know I could never be thankful enough you know for the opportunity that was given to me you know by good heavens yeah from up above for all of this you know because you know I just started dreaming so I, I, I think it all begins with like you know, having a vision and working on your vision, you know. You have to, like, really work on your dreams no matter how impossible it is. No matter how impossible you think it is, you know. I know that, you know, sometimes you just, like, oh, how can I fulfill all of these dreams that I have? It's so impossible to, like, reach all of them. But for sure, there will always be, like, a way for, for you to, like, fulfill all of those. You know, even yeah. even the most trivial dream that you could ever think, like, even, like, seeing Eiffel Tower, for sure. I mean, all of these dreams, you know, they are valid. They're not invalid. These these dreams are valid for as long as you're serious in in all your dreams. And, you know, one day you're just going to make it. And the next thing you know, you're making history. So, you know, you can be someone else as well abroad. You know, when I went here in the UK, that's when I realized you can be someone else with no judgment coming from others, whatever things that you wanted to pursue, whatever things you wanted to do. You can even meet people of, you know, the great personalities that... In the Philippines, you don't have any opportunity of doing so. But here abroad, you can meet the youngest person to travel the world. You can even meet an author or whatever. You know, with all these connections that, you know, that lies in your hand while you're here abroad, that's what I realized that while you are abroad, you have to use all of these opportunities, all of these tools that you have to play your cards well, to reach for your dreams, and, you know, to meet, to brush off with people of inspiration. So, yeah. That's what I really learned, you know that's the best thing of really living abroad, and I don't see myself stopping uh, stopping the dream you know of like liking the idea that I'm living abroad, so
0: yeah um, <laughs> what about you Ate Ava?
4: um
3: I, I I have lots of answers actually like <laughs> traveling. I love traveling
4: like. Um I've been Ava, to different Thank you for you yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ava is my inspiration yeah for you, FYI guys you know Ava Ava was one of the driving force why I pursued going abroad and why I went into you know my passion for travel <laughs> it's all about Ava. Ava was one key yeah. factor there. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you.
3: <laughs> You're welcome. Well um um I like what Roland, Kenneth and Debbie said, uh like those are um I, I agree with those. I can only add something like, um I was able to find my passion here. And that's very important because um if you're able to find your passion, like you live happily, even though like sometimes you get stressed at work, sometimes you have i don't know like shouting students and then when you go home you well here i was able to dance a lot i, I love salsa dancing i love playing with my ukulele i love singing i mean i can do that in the philippines but i had limited time there because um i don't know <laughs> i worked in manila there was a lot of traffic so i didn't have a lot of free time because of travel uh, because of you know transportation because of commuting that was my problem there but here it was like very smooth because i can just take the metro and then mm. i can travel for a short time so here i get to you know uh, spend and more Ma- time Ma- and madrid is
0: a very walkable city
3: yeah yeah that's one thing like I get, to get, I get to have more time for myself. Thank you so
1: much for sharing your stories, guys. Um, it was really great to hear from you. I think also at a personal level, this was a really good way to reconnect with home. So, um, yeah, thank, thank you. you for giving us your
2: time today. Thank you so much for you. Thank yeah. you for having us, Nicole.
0: And there you have it. I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. For next week... Nicole and I will be talking about Filipino food culture and cuisine. We'll be joined by a very special guest all the way from LA, California. He's Mark Celestino, a filmmaker and avid foodie who moved to Palm Springs, California with his family when he was 10 years old. Mark is currently in LA working as a freelance filmmaker and has worked with big names like BuzzFeed. So stay tuned and see you next week here at Oxpinoy Radio.